11 Reasons Why Podcasting is Such a Great Tool for Lawyers. This is the Law Podcasting Podcast, where you learn how to use modern media to get your message out and more good clients to your law practice. Here's your host, Gordon Firemark. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode number 61 of the Law Podcasting Podcast. I am Gordon Firemark, and this is the show where I bring you information about how lawyers use the power of podcasting in support of and developing their business, even if they're not podcasting specifically on legal subjects. Now, in this episode, I'm going to share my thoughts about some reasons why podcasting is a great tool for lawyers. I recently read an article, a terrific article from Kevin O'Keefe about blogging and why it's so great for lawyers. Kevin is the one of the founders of Lexblog.com, which is a blogging tool for lawyers. And so he obviously has a, an interest in, in sharing these kinds of reasons. And in his article, Kevin emphasized a number of ways that creating and disseminating content in the form of a blog can improve a lawyer's life and practice and effectiveness and bottom line and so on. And I've got a link to his uh, blog post from uh, the 4th of April of 2016 uh, here in my uh, in my show notes. But I'm here to tell you that what's true for blogging is just as true for podcasting. So with this hat tip to Kevin, thank you, sir, allow me to recount the benefits of podcasting or creating and disseminating any other kind of content for that matter for us lawyers. Well, first of all, uh, the first reason I can think of is that podcasting makes us better lawyers. If you are creating a law podcast, you're going to need to keep up with the news and developments in the law and opinions and commentary about the legal topics you cover and so on. And by staying abreast of those things, even just by reading blogs or listening to other podcasts or following the news and social media, as I said, you will find yourself formulating your own thoughts and opinions and sharing them with your audience. This is the process of synthesizing. Uh, you synthesize the material, it makes you absorb that information, and then you are better able to use it in your day-to-day role as an advocate for your clients, as well as, frankly, just your ability to share it with those clients and and um, explain concepts that they may need to understand for their businesses. So podcasting makes us better lawyers. It also helps to grow your network. Just by hosting a podcast, whether it's an interview show or a solo show or whether you have a co-host, whatever, your network is bound to grow. When you get public on a topic, others who follow that topic will naturally find you. And if you reach out to engage those folks, they are bound to you know, become a part of your network. Um, and of course, if you interview folks or have guests or co-hosts, they will become part of your network and your sphere of influence. Plus, they will be pretty likely to mention you and your show to their followers, and that further grows your audience and reach. You know, my personally, uh, my personal experience is when I set out to do Entertainment Law Update, which is my um, my first podcast and my flagship, I guess you could say, and it supports my entertainment law practice. Of course, when I set out to do that, I knew that I wanted to do a hosted, a co-hosted show, and we do a legal news roundup uh, on a monthly basis. So I, I went to social media and I started looking for folks that were talking about related subjects. And I, I asked around and I said, I'm looking for a co-host for a podcast. Here's what I have in mind. And um, anybody know anybody? And I wanted someone specifically not in my same city because I didn't want uh, one of, you know, to be helping one of my competitors get their name and, and stuff out. So I ended up um, in touch with uh, my co-host. Now we're on 
73 episodes after eight years um, doing the, the show. Tamara Bennett, she's in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and we we have a great rapport working on this thing, and we've become friends and co-networking, and, and we've introduced each other and shared clients and all of that, and it's been very good for business. So you become a part of the sphere of influence of your guests and co-hosts and so on. And, and we've both brought in guests to the show as well, and they've done business together, and um, we've had interns to help staff our our uh, research process. And in that instance, one of the interns has gotten a job working for, for Tamara or someone that Tamara referred in. You know, we've had those kinds of things. So um, really good for networking. And, you know, as you become more visible through your podcast, you're also going to be asked to guest on other people's shows. Uh, that's another networking win, if you ask me. And it has an audience growth benefit because those audiences will, some of them will track over to you and subscribe to your show and those kinds of things. But podcasting also just allows us to realize our dreams a little bit and maybe even achieve some amazing things. After all, how many of us really get to follow our true passions at least a little bit of the time? Well, podcasting can let us do just that. You choose a podcasting topic that you feel strongly about, you're passionate about, and pretty soon you can develop a following of people with similar interests. And it doesn't have to be a strictly legal subject matter. You can still build a practice based on an audience that is interested in the same things you are. And um, yeah, you can, you can get that going. And you're bound to find your work more fulfilling and enjoyable from that. But you might also just become a sought-after public speaker. Or you might find that your podcast becomes a springboard to some other kind of business that you do. Maybe as a sideline or maybe it takes over your, your, uh, your primary source of business. You could find that the podcast itself is just very fulfilling so there's lots of ways that doing a podcast can really, you know, help us realize our dreams and maybe get a little famous, maybe get a little um, uh, more targeted in our practice, whatever it is. Uh, podcasting is also sharing. I mean, generally speaking, it's not advertising. Blogs aren't viewed as advertising, but as information sharing and therefore not subject to regulation under ethics rules that govern, you know, lawyer advertising and marketing. Blogging is um, more like publishing a book or an op-ed in the newspaper. And if that's the case, podcasting is like giving a public seminar or talk to a civic group or even hosting a traditional broadcast radio show, as some lawyers do. It hasn't been tested, as far as I know, in the courts or the, with the regulatory authorities. But I think podcasting is going to be treated very much like blogging. Certainly, the First Amendment protects our us as lawyers and our, you know who choose to podcast much the same way it protects bloggers. We have a right to express our points of view, to disseminate information. Lawyers write books all the time um, as a way of building and promoting their business, as well as sharing valuable information. And that's my next point: podcasting helps people. Just like when you write a book or publish a blog post, when you publish a podcast episode, you are making valuable information available for an audience to learn and use and help them making important business or personal decisions. Whether your podcast leads them to engage your services, to represent them, or just to employ some self-help, you've given them that opportunity. Or maybe you've just you know, given them some information that they take on board and, and absorb and you know, it's just educational and informative. That is value. That helps people. And that's a worthwhile uh, thing, whether it leads to new business or not. Podcasting also showcases your expertise. Whether you're holding forth in a solo show format or interviewing experts and industry thought leaders or just curating information you find in other sources, your podcast serves to demonstrate that you are an expert in your field. 
By gathering the information in the first place, by being a student of that subject matter, you do become an expert. After all, many people consider that an expert is really just somebody who's read a couple of books on a subject, who really knows the subject better than most of the audience. And by leading your audience in that learning, you do become a valued resource and you'll be perceived as an expert. Now, there are degrees of expertise, of course, but the longer you do it, the more of an expert you become and uh, it's sort of self-fulfilling. So you hold yourself out as an expert um, and you let's face it, we lawyers do have expertise in areas that the lay people don't and that other lawyers don't in our practice areas. So we do become experts and we can share that expertise and showcase that way. Podcasting also, though, reveals the true you. It lets you speak with your own voice if you choose to. Now, most legal writing, or even legal blogging for that matter, really has a tendency to go toward a formal sort of legalistic tone that can be intimidating or it can even alienate readers, especially those who aren't really already accustomed to reading law material. And that isn't good for business. You know, blogging some people find that conversational tone, but but most still tend to be a little more formal and legalistic. But most of us, when we talk, we we don't talk the way we write. When you speak about a subject, you're going to tend to be more explanatory and to use more accessible language, to be a little more reachable and and use language, you know, use the words that are that are part of the common parlance and not the highfalutin lawyer words that we might be inclined to put into our writing. And just as importantly, the tone of your voice can have a profound impact. If you enjoy the subject that you're covering in your podcast, you know, that's going to show up in the way you sound when you're discussing it. And, you know, if you adopt a conversational style and you smile while you're talking, by the way, that's one of the biggest tips for sounding natural and appealing is to have a smile on your face when you're talking. Put the smile on it. It'll start out to feel a little fake, but you know, right now I can tell you I'm smiling as I speak and it's because I enjoy my subject matter, but also, uh, you know, it's become a habit and the smile does come through. And by doing that, you invite your audience in instead of pushing them away with that stodgy formalistic language that many of us use in our legal writing and certainly some in our blogging. So when you podcast, you're building awareness, affinity, and trust as well. When you do a show like this, you, you increase your visibility just by virtue of publishing episodes on a regular schedule. And as people discover your podcast by searching on the topics you cover or the names of your guests or whatever, they discover you. And after they've listened for a while, they come to know you. And assuming that you have a likable demeanor uh, you be, you, you, and you adopt a friendly tone, they will start to like you. And assuming you know what you're talking about, which you do, they will become uh, to trust you. They'll come to trust you. So that's it. The, the, the law marketing trifecta right there. Know, like, and trust. Podcasting accomplishes that. And podcasting also fosters a level of engagement with our listeners that is different um, even from, from blogging. Yeah, you know, many bloggers have lots of comments on their blogs. But podcasters tend to experience a higher and maybe a little different form of engagement from their audiences than they might expect if they wrote the same stuff in a blog. Leaving aside that that um, more formalistic style of, of language, which might deter people from writing in, the simple fact is people listen and connect and reply to podcasts. And if you give them an opportunity to leave voice feedback, either with a widget on your website or just a phone number they can call, you're going to get it if you ask. So ask and you shall receive. 
There's nothing better for growing your business than listening to feedback and responding, either directly or through just making adjustments to the product or the service or message, whatever it is you're promoting. Um, your audience feedback will become hugely important and it makes for uh, a more fulfilling uh, law practice. It's also easy. Podcasting is easy both for the creator and the audience. Let's face it. For a lot of us, sitting down to write a blog post is daunting. You know, even if you've built blogging into your schedule, you might somehow wind up feeling blocked when it's time to sit down and write. You may have um, a topic in mind and some outline notes, but just finding the words to put on the page, very difficult. Podcasting isn't so much that way. You know, particularly if you have a co-host or guests on your show, the mere act of creating the episodes, you know, that's like creating, uh, like having a conversation and it's pretty comfortable. Yeah, sure. There's some preparation required, but no more than you would do if you were preparing to write an article or blog post. You know, you you research a topic or two, you you write an outline, and then you sit down. And um, with with blogging, you still have to write the whole thing. With podcasting, you press record and start talking. And somehow, for me at least, I think this is a lot easier. You don't have that blank screen sitting there mocking you in your writer's block. You 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 just have that. Yeah, you have a red light blinking at you, but talking is much more natural for most of us, and so you just do it. You ask questions and listen to answers, or if, if you're solo, you speak from an outline. And if you mess up, you just make a note. You start again. You plan to edit it later. And you know, if you're good at it, as you get good at it, you'll be able to get things down in a single take, and you won't have to do much editing. So I think this is all you know very valuable. Um, I noticed that I've been talking for about uh, oh, I, I forgot to mention why it's easier for an audience. You know, audiences, and there I, I just messed up, but I'm going to leave it, you know, because it's easy. The audience will find it easy as well. Um, it's, you know, I talk about this distinction between lean forward and lean back media. You know, reading a blog is something you do at a computer you, most of the time, and you're leaning on the desk and you're scrolling the mouse or whatever it is you're doing. You read that blog post and maybe you get distracted and you go off in another direction. You follow a link and then you, you know, you'll find yourself <laughs> committing a lot of time but not really getting much done, you know, and, and there you go. Um, blog posts tend to be shorter format also, 300 to 500, 600 words seems to be sort of the sweet spot in terms of length for a blog post. Podcasting, by contrast, is lean back kind of activity. You put, you press play on the device you're listening. Maybe it's your earbuds in your ear with your phone or your or your iPod if you still have one of those. Uh, or maybe it is on the computer. But you, you can lean back or do other things and multitask while you're listening to a podcast. You don't have to attend to it in quite the same way. And that means that your attention span, while divided sometimes, can be longer. You can listen to a blog post on your commute. Um, excuse me, you can't listen to a blog post on your commute. You can listen to a podcast while you commute. And so you may have a 30-minute window of time for uh, consuming some content that otherwise you wouldn't sit down and read for a half an hour uh, if it was a long blog post because, let's face it, that's just not what you're going to do. So it's not only easier, but it's also a longer format and more comfortable. So, um, you know, these are a bunch of reasons why I think podcasting is this extraordinarily powerful tool, especially for lawyers. It's a fun, easy way to communicate. It makes you a better, a more visible, a more likable lawyer. So I hope you won't overlook podcasting as part of your law marketing mix. 
Uh, I've been talking for about 15 minutes now, and I'm going to wrap it up. But before I do, I want to just invite you to explore the how-to aspects of podcasting. Visit http colon slash slash lawpodcasting.com and have your own law podcast up and running by as soon as next weekend. And with that, I'm going to say thank you very much for giving me your time, you listeners out there. And I hope you'll take a moment to subscribe to the show and send us your comments and suggestions on the website over at lawpodcaster.com. And a review on the iTunes store, as I said, would be, would be very welcome. So please do that. And with that, I will say thank you. That's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Law Podcasting Podcast. If you are interested in podcasting, Power Podcasting for Lawyers course is available. Head on over to lawpodcasting.com and get our free resource guide and other information. And with that, I'll say keep on podcasting. Thank you.